As you may have previously noticed, we're suddenly losing altitude. This, as you may have imagined, is not normal. Not to sound dramatic, but our best case scenario will be a forced landing on the nearest desert island. Well, there's no way that doesn't sound dramatic. Don't worry, the airline will refund money of this flight to your company and your miles will be respected. But they're not your fault. We would like to apologize ahead of time for the inconvenience of leaving you forever on a desert island and recommend that you not panic as there is nothing you can do to avoid this. Until then, sit back, relax, think about three songs in a book you want to keep with you for the rest of your life. Oh, and enjoy the emergency landing. Hi, welcome to Butcher Shop Desert Island Songs. I'm Andres, your host, and the last person to be seen by Berna Felix, CTO at Imagine Buy, Butcher Shop, Venture, and Incubation Arm. The origins of Berna can be traced to many cities in the north of Mexico, but his present day is set in Guadalajara, a city that enchanted him in his early 20s for its cultural environment. Although he's a good negotiator, and passionate about business, Berna's principles will never be negotiable. He is someone who wants to eat the world, as a businessman and as a traveler determined to taste the most distinctive flavors wherever he goes. Berna perfectly embodies an old soul. Berna, welcome to the island. How are you today? I'm doing great. Thank you. That was a great intro. I think that's the first time I heard somebody said a businessman. So that's great. I'm on the right path. Yeah. That's wonderful. So you were diagnosed as an old soul by your producer, Rox. Has anyone ever told you that before? No, she was the first person. I mean, I have always thought about that. But yeah, that's the first person that said that. So that's great. I mean, I love the idea. <laughs> so you agree. What do you think it is that makes you fall into that description? I mean, first of all, I, I have a love for old music, like 50s music, 60s music. I think like that sort of music, I mean, there is nobody right now doing that kind of music. So that's the first thing. And the other thing is that I guess I, I just think a lot about many things. And I kind of appreciate things that some other people don't. So I, I guess that's kind of the way. To reinforce your diagnosis, let's hear your first song. What can you tell us about this choice? So that's a song that it has two purposes, I guess. That's a, one of the reasons that I choose that is one is that it's a very old song and it's a pretty happy song, I would say. And it kind of is the description of the music I like to hear. And the second reason is that that's one of the songs I choose for my wedding. So it reminds me of that very happy moment and a pretty new part of my life now. If you love me too, what a wonderful world this would be. Don't know much about geography, don't know much trigonometry, don't know much about algebra, don't know what a slide is for. This was Wonderful World by Sam Cooke. A lovely song that was played on Berna's wedding. And I know that seven years ago you started a movie called CTO by Accident. How old were you back then? 22? 
Yes, I was recently 22, yes. How was it for you to take that leadership position at such young age? It was pretty hard, to be honest. I was a horrible CTO, I mean, a horrible manager. I think a good CTO, if somebody would ask the CEO, maybe, because I work a lot. But for me, it was horrible. Like I used to work a lot, like a lot, every single day. And I have a small team and I was a horrible manager. I see myself from those years and although, like I said, it was pretty interesting and I was pretty young, I didn't know anything about management. But hey, you gotta learn somehow. I remember once I fired somebody at like probably the second or third date after I hired that person. <laughs> so yeah, I'm not proud of that. I can imagine, but what would be the top lessons you learned and implemented now as a more mature and nicer CTO? Yeah, the opposite totally. Like now I'm, I have a pretty strong focus on people. And I know now that I'm not the best manager and I'm not trying to be the best manager in the sense that I'm not a manager. I'm a CTO, I'm on the technical side, but I have a pretty strong focus on, on the people and on my team. And I those kind of things about working after hours and weekends, it's, it's something that I definitely don't do anymore. And now I try to lean more on the people. Like I try to understand more their side and I try to talk with them about what they want in life and how can I actually support them and not just treat them like just a pair of hands, right? Yeah, it makes sense. Also, when you are younger, I guess you are more focused on pushing your career and exactly going forward. So let's hear your next song. And when we come back, you can tell me more about it. This is Congratulations by Post Malone. Say congratulations Work so hard, forgot how to vacation They ain't never had the dedication People hating, say we changing, look, we made it Yeah, we made it They was never friendly, yeah Now I'm jumping out of Bentley, yeah And I know I sound dramatic, yeah But I know I had to have it, yeah So just following the, the conversation about me being CTO Like that was my first experience, but then once I started to work on other companies, I kind of kept that, like I always wanted like things to be fast. I was always pushing for more for myself and I'm pretty sure that people around me. And that kind of took a toll on me and there was a point where I was very, very tired and, and yeah, I didn't want to be in that place anymore. So after some times I did a lot of reflection And I think this song reminds me of just that. Like after many years, just took a pause and look at your career. And I think that, I, I mean, I'm young, I want to live and I've done many things that I wanted to do and things. So this is just taking a pause and actually congratulating myself about it. So yeah, it's a, it's a celebration song. That's very nice. And yes, you should be proud because you have the chance to work in something. You are technical skilled with something that you feel passionate about, which is business and entrepreneurism. And that's amazing. And also I think it's important in life to take pauses and actually look with perspective what you have achieved. And somehow it's difficult in these times that there's no like apparent time to become. And yeah. So I'm also curious about a younger and more Norteño Bernabe. What was like growing up in the north of Mexico? It was pretty interesting. I mean, I lived in Sonora until I was 20 or 21, something like that. So big part of my life. And I would say the culture is pretty different from here in Guadalajara and I guess in the rest of Mexico. 
it was hard in the sense that there are not that many opportunities and there is not, although there is a high or a very strong, like you said, Mexican or Northern culture, I mean, there is no much activities like things besides being Norteño, like Carnazada and the music. There is also the hard part or the not so funny part, which is like the narco culture and all these things. So at, at that time, I guess I was young and I didn't kind of realize of that or I didn't want to see that. But now looking back, I'm pretty happy to have moved here because now, I mean, my city in those times, it wasn't the best to live in that environment. But besides that, I really miss it. Like, I miss the actual culture of the food to start. I mean, the meat, it's amazing. Uh, and <laughs> the carne asada is carne asada, amazing. It's just great. It's, it's pretty difficult to find that kind of meat here in Guadalajara, but you got to find it. And then the music. I mean, when I was there, I, I never actually listened to Northern music. And now I actually miss it, uh, especially when you are not in your country. When I was living back in Germany, I would listen to that music, which is super weird for me. I've never done it since I was in Germany, but yeah, sometimes you just gotta listen, I don't know, Valentina Lizalde or something like that. And also talking about carne asada, I realized after hanging up with Northern people that you have a different dynamic of doing it because the stages in the carne asada here in Guadalajara is like throw the meat and as it's coming out of the grill, you start eating. And I remember my friends in the North Mexico were like, let's do all the carne asada and then all eat together. And it's such a different vibe. Yes, it's pretty different, definitely. To start, men are the ones that are cooking and pretty much everyone, every other man will be just there staring at the fire. And, and you actually take kind of pride of doing the meat. And you just be there, like, present. It's a place to be around the fire and be just having some beers and having some fun. And then you will take that, and like you said, you will cut super tiny pieces of meat and they will just sit at the table, everyone together. It's not like everyone is just eating as they come out. It's not. You, you actually sit at a table and have some more fun. So, yeah. Yes, it's a very different dynamic. And also... I know that you have a more punk era, is that right? Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, yeah. So when I was a teenager, I would definitely describe myself a punk. I would definitely be at some concerts or tocadas, like we call them. I'll be with a mohawk and I will be with some shorts and all these small metal things all over the body, on my shorts, on my t-shirt. I will have converse. Yeah, it was pretty different times. I was, a, I guess, a pretty different person. And I was also in a band, so I was the drummer. That's the last time I actually played the drums because I, I, wasn't, I wasn't very good at it. But I really liked it. I mean, it was, it was just another pretext to gather with my friends and just play. We would just play at somebody's house, at somebody's quinceañera. It was just uh, different. And when you first arrived to Guadalajara some years ago, you found a city with more activities and scenes. And then you got interest in craft beer, that's right? That's right, yeah. So, I, I mean, I still love craft beer, but when I arrived in Guadalajara, I guess I was looking some sense of belonging here, trying to mix into the culture. And, I mean, I've never been like a huge party guy, so I wasn't into, into nightclubs, but I was into, into beer. In the north of Mexico, we have a big culture of drinking. Not, not, not on beers, but on drinking. So when I arrived here, I was looking into that. Like, to start, beer here tastes different. So that was the first thing that I noticed. Like, I didn't really like the beer here. So I guess I tried to, to look for different options. And one of those things was crafting beer, because at the time, we didn't have that in the north of Mexico. I, I, here was the first time that I tried 
a craft beer. It was just a regular Minerva, the more generic one. But that got me interested into that. And then I started to go to a bar slash restaurant, more bar than a restaurant, that doesn't exist more, but it was the brew house. So it was just brewing. It was just two brothers. One of them was the actual brewer. It was a master brewer. He, he actually studied for that. And the love of these two guys for crafting beer was just great. So I'd be at that place at least once a week. And after a few times, the guys noticed me because I was a pretty regular. And they said that they were very thankful with me about bringing other people to the bar. So they offered me to actually, if I wanted to, to craft a beer. So I said, obviously, yes. And when do you want me to come? They say, <laughs> whenever you want. I said, tomorrow. <laughs> so, so yeah, uh, the next day I crafted a beer. Um, it's a process. It's not a one day, but we make it from the ground. They have a small sort of factory. And after a couple of times, after a couple of weeks, we have my, my craft beer. What style of beer? It was a stout because at the time I was, and I still too, but at the time it was more on, on strong beers. So it was a stout. It was a pretty special stout because it has some, one part was from England, another part of the beer was from Ireland. So it was a little bit pure in the sense of the stouts. And they asked me to call my beer, like, how do you want to call it? And I, I actually, I mean, I'm not a creative person. So <laughs> it was a stout. I came from Sonora, it was, so it was the Sonora stout. And that was it. Um, they gave me several bottles, but I just give them all of them. And I, I, I kept one. I drink it, I, I believe, at a, at a beer day the next year. But that was my experience. That is so cool. And for people who are not familiar with the Guadalajara or Jalisco craft beer scene, Jalisco is one of the largest producers of craft beer in the country, but it was also one of the strongholds when the boom began in Mexico about 15 years ago. So it's interesting, you became part of this scene. Yeah, and at the time, like you said, there wasn't that many as today. Today there are a bunch of different brands, but at the time it was pretty interesting. Today it's a more generic, I would say, but it's a pretty small thing to, to like, just like people like to go to a certain restaurant, other people like craft beer. That is right. So after this throwback, let's play your last song. This is Viejos Tiempos by La Coyota. Amigos se van, amigos vuelven, y no hay más. This was Viejos Tiempos by La Coyota. For the people that don't speak Spanish, the song translates as old times. So it kind of speaks for itself, but tell us why you choose this song. Absolutely. I just listened to that song and I actually have memories of many places where I've been in Sonora when I was a teenager. And that is the compilation of my life in Sonora. I was, I mean, you know, you have memories from when you are shy, but you're biggest memories are your experiences. And back then when I was a teenager and I was this little punk guy, we actually traveled to a few places in Sonora, either like a band or just to listen some more music to other places. It will be to Hermosillo, Guaymas, Nogales. And these guys are actually from Nogales. And just every single time these guys would come to my city, to Ciudad Obregón, it was just a huge party. 
and everyone be, will be there and will be celebrating. And like this song said, although it's a celebration song and it's a pretty happy song, it always kind of set you to remind either people that you were with or moments that you were. So yeah, it's a little bit of nostalgia for me and also just celebration, just listening to this more happy music. Yes, it's always nice when people share songs that encapsulate their teenage years. I think it's a great way to get to the core of someone's personality. So I think also that these kind of songs, this one in particular, is kind of a meta song because yeah. it's old times and it reminds you of old times. And it's like also a, as the last one, Congratulations by Post Malone. It's a reminder for you of keep celebrating life and keep reminding you that life is worth it and be happy in, in the moment. And that is so nice. Yeah, I think that one of those things that you kind of get lost into when you, are, I mean, I guess you're an adult, is that you work a lot and you buy a bunch of things and you kind of keep going on life. But these small songs or, or these, I guess, small parts of my life are just important for that reason, just to set you back, put a pause on things you're doing and just kind of remember what you have done and why are you doing things. Yeah, that is very important. I really enjoyed talking with you and that just makes it harder to leave you here forever. But I will try to compensate for that with a few extra gifts. The first one is a book that will cherish the rest of your days. You can have the Chilambalam, a Mayan wisdom book, something like the Bible for the Mayans. Number two, the complete works of Shakespeare, Or option three, a book of your choice. What will it be? I would say a book of my choice, uh, Outliers. And could you tell us a little bit more about the book? Absolutely. So this book, it's uh, something that I read many years ago when I recently came here to Guadalajara. And that book kind of sets the tone for, for the rest of my life from that moment on in the sense of what can you actually achieve in your life. So the idea of the book or the way I see it is that They try to represent all these important people like Bill Gates and Steve Jobs and all these people that have represented a lot for humanity. And they put it in a way that you kind of understand that they are just people, just like you, just other human beings, that maybe they were on different places, on different contexts. But it doesn't mean that you cannot do those sort of things. When I read that book, it kind of unblocked something on me that actually made me believe that if you want to ship something, at least professionally, you can do it. Yeah, that is true. The second gift is a leisure item, something that its only purpose is to assure you have a good time. It can be something magical, solar-powered, alien-created, and I have a big budget for that one, so don't be shy. Yeah, for that, I choose something very simple, just a picture of my family and some friends. That's it. I think when I was last year living in Germany, one of the things I realized is that Maybe taking some some things into consideration, like happiness, it's something that you can actually have and evaluate. I have always been somebody that see things for what they are, and I try to evaluate, if I do this, what will this result? And happiness is not something that I used to evaluate. And when I was there back in Germany, I, I was alone, I was by myself, and there were some dark moments in just being alone. And that made me realize that I'm never taking happiness into consideration. And that's what the picture is for. I think it's just, if you're on a desert island, the only thing that you can control 
I guess it's just your mind and having a picture of family and friends. Can you set the goal to be just at least be pretty motivated to either stay on the island, leave the island or whatever you want to do, just be motivated to keep doing it? That is so nice. And I think it's always important to have the people you love by your side. So, Berna, I'm really glad I got the chance to know you more. I wish we could repeat it. And as we always say on the island, have a nice life here. Thank you. This was great. And I'll see you at the island. Layover Talks Desert Island Edition is a Butcher Shop Global production. Thanks for listening. <laughs>